Today is the 27th day of December. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian. It is fantastic to be here with you today around the global campfire as we navigate through this in-between week. Such a strange week between Christmas and New Year's as we move past December, like move past the holiday season, but immediately prepare our hearts to move into a brand new sparkly year. And I can think of no better place to be informed about what's coming next than in the scriptures, in community, around the global campfire together. And so it is... Awesome to be here with you today. And let's take the next step forward together. Our next step leads us back into the book of Zechariah. We're reading from the New International Version this week. And today, Zechariah chapters 10 and 11. Ask the Lord for rain in the springtime. It is the Lord who sends the thunderstorms. He gives showers of rain to all people and plants of the field to everyone. The idols speak deceitfully. Diviners see visions that lie. They tell dreams that are false. They give comfort in vain. Therefore, the people wander like sheep oppressed for lack of a shepherd. My anger burns against the shepherds, and I will punish the leaders, for the Lord Almighty will care for his flock, the people of Judah, and make them like a proud horse in battle. From Judah will come the cornerstone, from him the tent peg, from him the battle bow, from him every ruler. Together they will be like warriors in battle, trampling their enemy into the mud of the streets. They will fight because the Lord is with them, and they will put the enemy horsemen to shame. I will strengthen Judah and save the tribes of Joseph. I will restore them because I have compassion on them. They will be as though I had not rejected them, for I am the Lord their God and I will answer them. The Ephraimites will become like warriors, and their hearts will be glad as with wine. Their children will see it and be joyful. Their hearts will rejoice in the Lord. I will signal for them and gather them in. Surely I will redeem them. They will be as numerous as before. Though I scatter them among the peoples, yet in distant lands they will remember me. They and their children will survive and they will return. I will bring them back from Egypt and gather them from Assyria. I will bring them to Gilead and Lebanon, and there will not be room enough for them. They will pass through the sea of trouble. The surging sea will be subdued and all the depths of the Nile will dry up. Assyria's pride will be brought down and Egypt's scepter will pass away. I will strengthen them in the Lord, and in his name they will live securely, declares the Lord. Open your doors, Lebanon, 
so that fire may devour your cedars. Wail, you juniper, for the cedar has fallen. The stately trees are ruined. Wail, oaks of Bishan, the dense forest has been cut down. Listen to the wail of the shepherds. Their rich pastures are destroyed. Listen to the roar of the lions. The lush thicket of the Jordan is ruined. This is what the Lord my God says. Shepherd the flock marked for slaughter. Their buyers slaughter them and go unpunished. Those who sell them say, Praise the Lord, I am rich. Their own shepherds do not spare them. For I will no longer have pity on the people of the land, declares the Lord. I will give everyone into the hands of their neighbors and their king. They will devastate the land, and I will not rescue anyone from their hands. So I shepherded the flock, marked for slaughter, particularly the oppressed of the flock. Then I took two staffs and called one favor and the other union, and I shepherded the flock. In one month I got rid of the three shepherds. The flock detested me, and I grew weary of them and said, I will not be your shepherd. Let the dying die and the perishing perish. Let those who are left eat one another's flesh. And I took my staff called favor and broke it, revoking the covenant I had made with all the nations. It was revoked on that day, and so the oppressed of the flock who were watching me knew it was the word of the Lord. I told them, If you think it best, give me my pay, but if not, keep it. So they paid me thirty pieces of silver. And the Lord said to me, Throw it to the potter, the handsome price at which they valued me. So I took the thirty pieces of silver and threw them to the potter at the house of the Lord. Then I broke my second staff called Union, breaking the family bond between Judah and Israel. Then the Lord said to me, Take again the equipment of a foolish shepherd, for I am going to raise up a shepherd over the land who will not care for the lost, or seek the young, or heal the injured, or feed the healthy, but will eat the meat of the choice sheep, tearing off their hooves. Woe to the worthless shepherd! Who deserts the flock. May the sword strike his arm and his right eye. May his arm be completely withered, his right eye totally blinded. Revelation 18 After this, I saw another angel coming down from heaven. He had great authority and the earth was illuminated by his splendor. With a mighty voice he shouted, Fallen! Fallen is Babylon the Great! She has become a dwelling for demons and a haunt for every impure spirit, a haunt for every unclean bird, a haunt for every unclean and detestable animal. 
for all the nations have drunk the maddening wine of her adulteries. The kings of the earth committed adultery with her, and the merchants of the earth grew rich from her excessive luxuries. Then I heard another voice from heaven say, Come out of her, my people, so that you will not share in her sins, so that you will not receive any of her plagues, for her sins are piled up to heaven, and God has remembered her crimes. Give back to her as she has given. Pay her back double for what she has done. Pour her a double portion from her own cup. Give her as much torment and grief as the glory and luxury she gave herself. In her heart she boasts, I sit enthroned as queen. I am not a widow. I will never mourn. Therefore in one day her plagues will overtake her. Death, mourning, and famine. She will be consumed by fire. For mighty is the Lord God who judges her. When the kings of the earth who committed adultery with her and shared her luxury see the smoke of her burning, they will weep and mourn over her. Terrified at her torment, they will stand far off and cry, Woe! Woe to you, great city! You mighty city of Babylon! In one hour your doom has come! The merchants of the earth will weep and mourn over her because no one buys their cargoes anymore. Cargoes of gold, silver, precious stones and pearls, fine linen, purple, silk and scarlet cloth, every sort of citron wood and articles of every kind made of ivory, costly wood, bronze, iron and marble, cargoes of cinnamon and spice, of incense, myrrh and frankincense, of wine and olive oil, of fine flour and wheat, cattle and sheep, horses and carriages, and human beings sold as slaves. They will say, The fruit you longed for is gone from you. All your luxury and splendor have vanished, never to be recovered. The merchants who sold these things and gained their wealth from her will stand far off, terrified at her torment. They will weep and mourn and cry out, Woe! Woe to you, great city, dressed in fine linen, purple and scarlet, and glittering with gold, precious stones and pearls. In one hour such great wealth has been brought to ruin. Every sea captain and all who travel by ship, the sailors and all who earn their living from the sea will stand far off. When they see the smoke of her burning, they will exclaim, was there ever a city like this great city? They will throw dust on their heads and with weeping and mourning cry out, Woe! Woe to you, great city, where all who had ships on the sea became rich through her wealth. In one hour she has been brought to ruin. Rejoice over her, you heavens. Rejoice, you people of God. Rejoice, apostles and prophets, for God has judged her with the judgment she imposed on you. 
Then a mighty angel picked up a boulder the size of a large millstone and threw it into the sea and said, With such violence, the great city of Babylon will be thrown down, never to be found again. The music of harpists and musicians, pipers and trumpeters will never be heard in you again. No worker of any trade will ever be found in you again. The sound of a millstone will never be heard in you again. The light of a lamp will never shine in you again. The voice of bridegroom and bride will never be heard in you again. Your merchants were the world's important people. By your magic spell, all the nations were led astray. In her was found the blood of prophets and of God's holy people of all who have been slaughtered on the earth. Psalm 146 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, my soul. I will praise the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. Do not put your trust in princes, in human beings who cannot save. When their spirit departs, they return to the ground. On that very day, their plans come to nothing. Blessed are those whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord their God. He is the maker of heaven and earth the sea and everything in them. He remains faithful forever. He upholds the cause of the oppressed and gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets prisoners free. The Lord gives sight to the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the foreigner and sustains the fatherless and the widow but he frustrates the ways of the wicked. The Lord reigns forever. Your God, O Zion, for all generations. Praise the Lord. Proverbs 30, 33 For as churning cream produces butter, and as twisting the nose produces blood, so stirring up anger produces strife. Okay, so we are navigating through this final week of the year together, and I can feel it. I can feel it today. And I know it'll just increase. I can feel a fresh start coming. Like I know that a brand new year is coming. And this week between Christmas and New Year's, this is the time where we begin to think about what that's going to look like. Maybe we just renewed our gym membership today. Thinking about what the new year is going to look like. This is the time where we think about that. Or we're watching, uh, you know, documentaries or reading books on a more healthy lifestyle or a more organic lifestyle or a simpler lifestyle. 
Maybe the new year will get here and we're going to throw everything away and become minimalist. We start start thinking about these kinds of things. What's what's coming next? Because we know a new year is coming. Maybe this is the year where my spouse and I, we finally, like some of these things that we've constantly been tripping over, we can finally get past those things and grow together. Or maybe uh, I'm going to get that uh, uh, that job promotion this year. Interestingly enough, most of the things that we think about that become our New Year's resolutions have a lot to do with us and have a lot to do with our exterior lives. And so I I just remind us, the same as when we started this journey at the beginning of the year, there is a book in the Bible. It's called Proverbs, and it is full of the voice of wisdom, wisdom that has stood the test of time, wisdom that is at every crossroads. So at every decision we have to make, wisdom is there pointing the way if we're even paying attention. But Proverbs is a resource that can speak into the interior life that we live And Proverbs is very accessible. It's the wisdom that has stood the test of time. In one sentence, often it can tell us where we are, where where that's going to lead us, and what we should do about it. Even if we look at the one sentence proverb that we just read today, there is a ton for us. For as churning cream produces butter, and as twisting the nose produces blood, so stirring up anger produces strife. So there are three things that get produced in this proverb, butter, blood, and strife. And it's not all that complicated to process what's being said here. We know that churning cream produces butter, right? Probably. If you didn't know that, That's where butter comes from. And as twisting the nose produces blood, well, we we probably have had a bloody nose in our lives. In the same way, stirring up anger produces strife. So a fantastic reminder, a good piece of wisdom to carry forward with us, but think about it. If we're thinking about New Year's resolutions, At the top of that list may be to lose 20 pounds, and we may have a top 10 things we would like to see accomplished this year, but probably what's not on that list is, I would like to experience significantly more conflict in the new year. I would like that to begin in my marriage and then hopefully spill into my family so that by the end of the year, we have caused so much conflict in our neighborhood that nobody will speak to anyone. That is probably on no one's New Year's resolution list. So if we want to experience less strife and conflict in our lives, then we have to stir up and participate in less 
anger. Right? Because with the proverb, the opposite is also true. Not churning cream does not produce butter. Butter will not be produced without churning cream. A bloody nose will not be produced if the nose isn't twisted or punched or knocked in some sort of way to produce the blood. And so strife and conflict will not be produced if anger isn't stirred up. And so maybe stirring up less anger or finding ways to have less anger stirred up within us might be just as valuable of a New Year's resolution as losing 20 pounds is. The Proverbs can give us the wisdom that we need to think about the things that we need to think about and ask the questions that we need to ask of ourselves. So I just remind us again of things like daily audio proverb, couple minutes a day, moving through the entire book of Proverbs every single month, pouring that wisdom into our lives a dozen times in a year may be something that we should consider. Maybe becoming wise is worth putting on the list. And so, Father, we thank you once again for your word and the way that it works in our lives. We thank you for the wisdom that is contained in the book of Proverbs. We thank you for what the book of Proverbs brought into our story and in our lives today. And each of us desire wisdom, wisdom in life and your wisdom. And we can come about that the hard way, through the school of hard knocks, or we can simply decide I need to immerse myself in wisdom so that I might learn and become wise and put it into practice. This is our desire, Lord. Lead us on the pathways of righteousness. Lead us to be wise sons and daughters of your kingdom, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is home base. It's the website. It's where you find out what's going on around here. And so certainly check that out. Check out the uh, community section. This is where you find the links to get connected on social media and the different channels that we are participating in. It's also the home of the prayer wall, which is a resource for us here around the global campfire that is always available. We can always reach out for prayer. We can always reach back with encouragement and prayers for our brothers and sisters. So certainly check that out. You can find that in the app or on the web. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible here in the remaining days of our year, uh, the few remaining days that we have left, thank you deeply and humbly. There is a link on the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Well, the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, you can hit the hotline button in the app. That's the little red button up at the top. Or you can dial 
So many voices I haven't heard in a long time. Uh, Pamela from Alberta. You didn't give your name, but I know it's you. Uh, I heard a sister uh, unwavering in North Carolina, and I'm wondering if you were Jillian's mom. I remember praying for her some years ago. She had a brain tumor. If you are, I want you to know I never stop praying for that baby, and I welcome you back to the DAB. Brian and Jill, thank you so much. This is so beautiful. It's it's amazing how we are a family yet we've never met. And I heard that Pelham passed, and I didn't I didn't even know I had been sick during the week he passed. And I pulled up his obituary, and I saw his face for the first time. I knew his voice, but I've never seen his face. So y'all, let's continue to love each other, lift each other up, pray for each other. Again, thank you, Brian and Jill and family, for this beautiful, beautiful ministry that you're doing for the body of Christ. I love you, family. Bye-bye. Good morning. This message is for God is with me. I heard your message yesterday afternoon. Um, It hasn't been... It's a little over 12 hours, I believe, since I heard the message, maybe 18. It doesn't even matter. Um, I felt you then, and in my prayer time this morning, I feel you again. Um, My heart goes out to your son and the situation. My prayer is that God would, as he heals, as he brings peace, as he delivers, as he eases the pain, brings comfort. Just allow his presence to be felt that he would turn this situation completely around, (laughs) expose the enemy for his nonsense and foolishness, and that your family will be a ministry that brings healing, deliverance, and comfort to others who don't know the Christ that you know. I love you, I'm sorry, and I will continue to pray for you and with you. I love your moniker, God is with me. He indeed is with you. This is Pray Without Ceasing. Have a good day. Hey, DAB family. This is Byron out in Florida. A lot of you have been calling in to pray for and encourage uh, the father who called in about his son having to go into uh, a program uh, as he's adult autistic. And I've just been listening to these calls um, and just thinking and praying. Uh, because I too have a young son who's uh, moderately autistic and um, I think about that sort of stuff and what the future might hold 
sometimes his behavior is very difficult to control. We had to recently scrap our Thanksgiving plans at the last minute because we're concerned about people's safety and we ended up eating Chinese food and that was fine, but this is when he's eight years old. You know, what happens when he hits puberty? What happens when he gets taller than me, stronger than me? I just dread the idea of having to do that. But as I listen to you all pray and encourage and share your own experiences, I get reminded that my son is safer in the will of God outside of my home than in my home and outside of his will. And so I trust that should that time come, this community will be here to pray and encourage just as you had for this gentleman and that God's glory will be seen no matter what. So I just want to say thank you to everyone who's called and encouraged because it's affecting more than you know. Love you all. Christmas greetings to my wonderful DAB family. This is Chicago Peg, and this was my first year enjoying the Christmas party, and just this has been more of a blessing than I even expected, and I just keep listening to parts of it each day, um, different parts of the day. I'll just turn it on again and hear all of our wonderful family, and I'm so touched, and to hear all the familiar voices whom I love so much, and we pray together. And I appreciate you so very much. So God bless each of you, the Harden family, and all my wonderful dabbers. And Merry Christmas to each of you. And let us remember, as you breathe in his grace, breathe out his praise. God bless you, dabbers. And uh, Chicago Peg, signing off. Talk to you soon. <laughs> Dear beloved Daily Audio Bible family, my name is Tony in sunny Florida, calling this first time to unfold the story of how much God has touched, loved, drawn me closer to Him through yet another facet of teaching, through the continuing journey of studying the Bible every day through this wonderful platform. I have been comforted immensely during this difficult year of losing my father to pancreatic cancer, a precious pet who was with me for 13 years to cancer, and my own health concerns, which thankfully prayers have been answered. This community has been instrumental in strengthening my commitment to my faith discovering my mission and serving others in whatever circumstance I find myself in, and very importantly, listening to the heartfelt, passionate, honest prayers of this family of believers. What an honor, a privilege, a treasure blessing to be woven into the fibers of love and acceptance here. God bless all of you. May you continue to be in love with our Heavenly Father with every breath. Merry Christ's birthday and blessed new year of hope. Good morning, DAB family. I'm just listening this morning on the 22nd uh, to the prayer requests. Uh, the first one was from a man whose son is in an institution and he's uh, apart from his wife. And the second one was a young man who's struggling in his marriage 
admittedly said he has problems with anger and control, Lord. I just uh, really touch my heart to hear these men who are coming to you, Lord. I too have been through divorce and, and it's, not, it's not a good thing and it's not a good thing for our children. So Lord, I just pray and ask for you to intervene in these men's lives. I thank you for them that they are coming to you, Lord, that they are coming to the foot of the cross. These men, they, they know that you are the answer, Lord, that you are the one that can help, that you can change things, Lord, that you can change us that you can change our hearts, that you can make us better people, that you can make our our husbands or our wives better people, Lord, when we put you first, that we put you at the center of our marriages, at the center of our homes, at the head of the home. Lord God, help, help these men, help them, let their wives, uh, let their wives hear your voice speaking to them, let their wives not be proud and, and, Full of, full of spite, Lord, but let them turn to you, Lord, and forgive, and that you bring complete reconciliation and heal this young man's son who is in an institution right now, Lord God. Just bring healing there. Father, uh, just really touch my heart, and I just really pray for them and ask for you to do something, Lord, because you are greater than all these things. You are the great and mighty God. Amen. Okay, so in the book of Revelation, we witness the fall and destruction of Babylon in today's reading. And again, as I've been saying like a broken record, we have to decide how we're going to look at this. Uh, Mostly why I bring that up today has to do with time. When we started the book of Revelation, we talked about time, like when is this happening? Where is this happening? How all, all of these questions that come up and you can read the book of Revelation from front to back as a linear book and go, well, this happens, then this happens, then this, then this, then this, because it's all in order. While many scholars would point out, this is probably the order that John saw things in, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's the order in which they will occur, which is completely valid. And to pour some more vegetables into that stew and stir it around a very generous portion of the scholarship on the book of Revelation uh, identifies the fact that it's cyclical and a lot of confusion arises trying to read it linear because it feels like we're jumping all over the place and it's hard to grasp the flow of time. But if you're reading from a cyclical perspective, you begin to realize that you're reading the same story from different perspectives several times. So we read of the uh, judgment and destruction of Babylon, but Babylon has been a theme that we've been kind of traveling with throughout the book of Revelation. And we've looked at literal views of it. We've looked at historical views of it. We've looked at allegorical views of it. We've looked at futuristic views of it, um, presentist views of it, and have come to realize that we we have to at least in part be willing to look figuratively. And so Babylon figuratively represents ancient Rome, likely from the perspective of John, the writer, and the time that John was writing in. But more broadly, it represents an entire world system of evil that is, uh, that is set on total domination and control so that the evil one can make an attempt at establishing sovereignty of some sort an attempt battle with God. 
So figuratively, what we read today is the judgment of that entire system. The facade of this world system is exposed for the facade that it is, and its underpinnings are exposed. The skeleton is exposed, and at the core, there is only evil. The serpent, the evil one, has been guiding this all along, and in this judgment, it is completely exposed. And then another angel from heaven calls God's people out. Come out of Babylon, my people, so that you do not participate in her sins and suffer from any of her plagues. This is patterned after Isaiah's prophecy in the 48th chapter and the 52nd chapter, but also from Jeremiah, where we're told in the 51st chapter, come forth from her midst, my people. And since we're talking figuratively, we're not talking about um, God's people fleeing a city, like literally fleeing from a city to try to hide somewhere else. Rather, this is a call to not participate in the sins that brought, like the evil that brought the whole thing down. Don't participate in any of that. Which doesn't mean don't go to the grocery store, buy uh, groceries, don't buy clothes, like don't participate in the economy. Like that's not what's being said here. This is a spiritual thing. Do not get involved with the darkness. It is being exposed. It is being judged. It is being done away with. Don't find yourself in that camp. And this understanding goes all the way back to the church fathers. And it's been pointed out that this is likely a parallel or a reference to clean and unclean, a concept that's introduced in the Torah and that follows throughout the entire Bible. So although this isn't um, speaking in reference to physical cleanness and uncleanness by the Torah, this is talking about the same thing spiritually. Get away from what is unclean. Don't touch it. Don't make yourself unclean. Don't disqualify yourself. Stay away from it. Stay away from evil altogether. And then judgment comes and it affects everything. The great and powerful who had participated with Babylon, who had participated in this darkness, who had grown rich because of it, who had found uh, fame and prestige because of it, they're all standing back watching the whole thing fall apart. And they lament because of the implications. It's going to affect them so profoundly. And God's people are invited to rejoice over this. Not in an arrogant or insensitive way, but rather this system of utter evil that had dominated and had done everything conceivable to stamp out the gospel and the witness, the lampstands, from the earth to do away with God's people completely has failed. Evil has been judged, and those who have given themselves in worship to evil, who have given themselves over to the, to the dark side, have no power to come against God's people any longer. And that's where we end up today. So, Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the way that it speaks to us, the way that it unsettles us, the way that it stir things, stirs things up within us, the way that it comforts us and directs and guides our steps. It's, it, it touches everything about us. And we thank you for the gift of it. 
and we invite your Holy Spirit to plant these words deep in our lives. Help us to hold on to the hope that Babylon will fall, that evil will be eradicated from our, uh, our experience ultimately, and help us to stay true and keep the light burning. And Father, part of that is certainly not stirring up anger that produces a fight for no reason. It is sure to happen, just like churning milk or punching a nose. And so we take that to heart as well as we move forward. Help us to remember the proverb that tells us a gentle answer turns away wrath. Come Holy Spirit, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.